In a week in which Hearts got not one but two clean sheets, I'd like the Broken Hearts community to take a minute and think about Nick Jarvey at this time, who has a cold. We are thinking of you, Jarvey. Hello and welcome to the Broken Hearts podcast. I'm your host, Paddy, and I'm joined today by Hammy, Simon and Cameron. Before we start, I have a, a statement from our usual presenter who... Didn't have enough strength to come on tonight, but managed to send me this message. You all said Hearts would get beat against RFS, but I knew that Robbie Nielsen and his away in Europe tactic genius would see us through. I even called the Shanklin penalty goal in the last pod because I'm a professional Hearts podcaster. Never in my wildest, dirtiest dreams, however, did I think we would go on to beat Motherwell 3-0 away from home. One day you kids will realise that Nielsen is a mastermind and the manager to lead us to European and domestic glory. Take care, boys. International break A. Yay, I can't wait to watch Scotland. Well done, Paddy. I'm <laughs> sure that was really difficult to actually read from what it actually said. <laughs> um, you really captured not his sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we won two, two games. Five goals, two clean sheets. How the turntables... More Craig Gordon Telly saves. It's been phenomenal. <laughs> Won the hearts. We should start in Riga because we played RFS, not Riga, just to clarify. <laughs> Where there, I saw a load of hearts fans looking like they had a great time. Five pounds a pint, though, apparently. Cheap, cheap, uh, cheap shots in that, but still expensive pints. Didn't expect that. Ten o'clock kickoff. Like, that's just a recipe for a good atmosphere. Clearly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that is perfect, isn't it? Is Italy an hour ahead? Aye, man. Yeah. Is our kickoff the early kickoff when we're in Italy, though, isn't it? So it's like a 6.55 kickoff in Italy. Something like that, aye. Aye. Not ideal. It's not early. But Riga looked a fucking bounce. Aye. <laughs> looked quality. I'm jealous. You are all going to have a cracking time in Florence. I hope so. Can't wait till we, we don't get tickets. <laughs> Probably didn't help on the ticket front. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, more people have booked up to go now. It's a position to be in, so you know, like if you'd been asked going into this international break, and it didn't look this way ten days ago, but or a week ago, if you were going to be second in the in the group and third in the league, um, you'd have bitten your hand off for it. It's wild. How the fuck does that happen? <laughs> it's quite amazing that it's really been such a flip but we said on last week's show this is either a, a blip in, in sort of the project trajectory sorry, of this team or um, something's going wrong so hopefully this is the beginning of the, the better times and players coming back maybe making it a bit easier on any, everyone It helps when uh, Alan Forrest is the new Messi as well that helps. <laughs> he was fantastic against Motherwell. He was. And in fact, uh, Simon and myself watched it uh, on Motherwell TV. And I, I would highly recommend any Hearts fan watching an away game on the other team's um, TV channel because it is bloody hilarious. I mean, it's great when we were winning. Like, yeah. that's, that was fantastic. But um, I think <laughs> the point just was so fucking fuming. And to be fair, 
How did they didn't score? Is is beyond me. But... <laughs> I know the commentator was having a meltdown at literally every decision, Aye. or every half decision. It was quite funny. We'll get into the news that Jarvie has sent me. He's managed to muster <laughs> up energy for that as well. Um, he's starting with the Scotland squad. It's just Craig Gordon this time. Although Lewis Nielsen definitely should have got in it. Um, Scotland are dying, dying out for centre back. Um. Obviously, Hickey and John McLaughlin are in it as well, but they don't play for Hearts anymore, so who cares? Um, <laughs> I think it's... Um, you can maybe say that Barry Mackay is good enough to be in that squad, but Steve Clark, you can, he's going to pick his boys and you know he's not really got a place for Barry Mackay in that squad, so yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. But I just worry with, with like players like Barry Mackay, do they try and move on to get into that Scotland squad as it's sort of the next level for them? Um, sorry, on you go, Cameron. I think it's difficult. I think it partly where he plays as well. Like he's he's up against a lot of guys that play in the English Premiership. You know, to try and get into that midfield setting for Scotland is is not as easy as it was five six years ago. Yeah. Um, and where he plays, playing for for Hearts, and this is not a knock on us, but we are not an English Premiership level squad. And I think that's where it becomes really difficult for him. Also, doesn't help as we're calling out um, that, you know, he should be in the squad, he should be in the squad, and then the week the squad comes out, I thought he had, I think his worst game in Riga, I thought he was poor, which is so unlike him, it just the timing was, yeah, odd. Yeah. Um, I also didn't think he played brilliantly yesterday, I don't know what you think, Simon, but I didn't think he had the best of games yesterday. I kind of maybe think that we just expect Barry McKay to do something magical every time he gets the ball. So yeah, we have yeah. we see him through a harsher lens. I think if you look at the first goal against Riga, he was huge in that. He was the one who sort of touched it round and then beat another boy, started that move on the halfway line. Anything good we do, Barry McKay's usually involved. Yeah. yeah. So. He's, he's our playmaker and he still is our playmaker, even with Forrest and all that playing as well as they are. Still bad, it goes through Barry Mackay. Um, but yeah, he didn't have a great game against Riga and yesterday was quiet. Um, Devlin and Nathaniel Atkinson, Cameron's favourite player, is in, are both in the Australian squad. Um, do you think they'll go to the World Cup? I know the answer nope. from Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> I think Devlin's got a chance. Um, he's been in Europe as well. He's been playing phenomenally, in my opinion. Um, yeah, agreed. So, you know, on the I guess the sort of world stage, I don't, whether he starts or, or actually plays for Australia, I don't know. I don't be honest. I don't really know much about the Australian national team. But I think it's a good sign that he's got this call up anyway. Um, I, think, I think he's got a chance. But from my understanding. Or might, this might be Jarvie information, to be fair. But <laughs> is Atkinson not the one with a better chance in that he plays at a position where he has actually got a game for Australia, whereas Devlin's never been called up till now? Well, I, I saw a thing put out by an Australian uh, journal, sports journalist today, and he had all three of the Hearts players in his 25-man Australia squad. Now, I don't know if he watches Hearts every week or not. <laughs> but Atkinson was in the right-back position. So I don't know if they're short at right back or don't have anybody else. But from from Australia, it seems that they think all three Hearts players will be going. Cool. Great. So that, that is what, a guaranteed 750 grand in the bank for the new hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
we are flush at the moment. There's a lot of money coming into the club. It's really worrying. <laughs> and talking about the hotel, Hearts are planning on building on the second floor. Is the main stand, yeah? The second floor of yep. the main stand. Yep. A boutique 22-room hotel. Um, I can't think of anything better for somebody visiting Edinburgh, to be honest. <laughs> like how like, uh, clarify is if it could have went into one of the other three stands. <laughs> You're under the wheat field, still empty space. Ah, exactly. So they keep the goals. <laughs> <laughs> Not great for a hotel as well, really. You've just got fencing as your view. I'm glad they're finally doing something with it. I, I, yeah. A hotel's, uh, it'll bring in income. Um, it'll probably help the restaurant there as well. There's the bar. Um, I don't know how many people are coming to Edinburgh and deciding that they want to stay in a stadium in Gorgie, but if you think about it, so we're probably now what eighteen years away, ish, give or take, from the first Hearts player to play in the first team that was conceived at Pinecastle. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's got to be the definition of like through and through from birth Hearts man. <laughs> that is one hundred percent going to happen, is well, isn't it? This, this, the story of rags to riches, Hearts. Oh. I'm looking forward to it. Aye. How many loyalty points do you think you get if you stay a night in the Hearts Hotel? <laughs> hey, I never got my loyalty point for the Skyline Lounge. I'm so... Make a complaint. I might do. I the film about it would be called Gorgie. Golgie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Extra income, though. And like I said, I'm, I'm glad, I'm sure it was Cameron who suggested it was going to get turned into a pure gym at some point, so I'm glad well, it's, at least it's not. Uh, yeah, exactly, at least that's not happening. <laughs> but it's a big space, so 22 rooms. Aye, it should be nice. I don't know if I'll stay, maybe. Maybe, you never know. Views out onto the hallowed turf. And, and a park. And, ha- and, I, and a high school the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to imagine a situation. I mean, I can see Tyne Castle from my house where I might go and stay. Tyne <laughs> <laughs> is aimed at us, per se, but I'm sure there will be some hearts. When you get chucked out, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get sent for an early bath from the stands. No, I mean, for your house. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, moving on to the, the main events, uh, the Riga game first. Uh, I'll let you all sort of chip in with this. Uh, they hit the bar in the first two minutes, but after that, we absolutely dominated the game. So, aye, how, how did this away. team get a draw on Fiorentina? Like... <laughs> I swear to God, that fooled me into such. I was so worried. I was like, oh no, because you always see, like, like remember England played Iceland. It kind of felt like that. Like England just underestimated that they were ever going to be a threat and they ended up getting beat. And I just thought, this is just going to be one of these teams where no one's really seen a lot of them and they turn up and they're actually quite decent and they're well coached. But nah, we absolutely battered them. Stephen Kingsley was doing skill on that. Uh, <laughs> taking pot shots as well. It was phenomenal. Uh, Their coach got sent off and all, didn't he? Which is so funny because you only ever seen the clip was like, oh, when he got first booked and he seemed just like quite a pleasant guy just having like a conversation. And then again, it was like, oh, he's been sent off for a second book and he was just walking down the side of the pitch, like having quite a nice conversation. Never at one time did he look like he was ever doing anything worthy (laughs) of getting booked for. (laughs) And he was raging. He had to get taken off by security as well. 
weird, so weird. But I, I, I do think um, we that was an absolute perfect European away game in terms of tactics. Sort of just kept it tight, got an early goal, and then just kept our foot on the neck. Didn't really sit back. Aye, Janelli um, looked quite good, especially on the break. Had a couple of chances as well. I thought um, I'd agree. I thought Janelli first half was was our best player. Yeah. Um, caused they they couldn't handle them. It caused caused them real problems. We were just lacking that finish, and we we could have been two or three up at half time. Aye, yeah, definitely. Um, and it was definitely a penalty as well. Eh? No questions about it. Aye, aye, yeah. Like absolutely hammered off his hand. I I, I don't think the ref was going to give it until uh, was it Shankland and Halliday possibly running in his face. Aye, um, but it was it was a clear handball. And a great penalty from Shankland. That's one of the best penalties I've ever seen. <laughs> I swear to God, that is so, like, no keeper in the world is getting that. Yeah. Even if you tell them, I'm putting it, I'm putting it up there, you've got to start for the middle of the goal. They're not getting it. Yeah. No. Um, uh, Craig making telly saves again, just becoming standard. Like, it's now two weekly thing from Craig. He's on that international stage. I think he was, uh, he was up for like save of the week as well. Possibly. What, in Europe? Aye. You're right. Because they've just not seen enough and they're like, oh my God, that's great. But we all can. <laughs> he could have just blocked that way. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. But I think special shout out to Lewis Nielsen as well, coming on to replace Halkett so early. Um, there's, you'd completely understand if he didn't perform in that situation. And I don't know yeah. what you thought on the on the Halkett piece. I, I completely agree. I thought Nielsen was was fantastic, um, and he has looked really good when he's played as well um, since coming in. But Halkett, to me, even when he was on the pitch right for the start, never looked fit. No, I don't know if it was just you know slightly rusty, having no match fitness, but it did feel like we really rushed him back into that game because we felt like we needed him. Yeah, and I don't think we did need him. No, well, before the game, I like thought that. we did. But then during the game, I was like, no, nah, we, we we certainly should have let him rest. Aye. Um, Do we know how long he's out for again? I think it's the same hamstring. So he, I don't know how long has he been out already. It was about five weeks or something. You're probably looking at that again. I, actually, no, I'm sure Nielsen came out and said he was, he said it it was just a twinge. He said it wasn't as bad as he thought. Yeah, when it first came off, but then that means nothing. <laughs> Don't believe a fucking word. That haven't they seen Benny for nearly a year? <laughs> Aye, so he wasn't playing at the weekend, which is uh, fine because we're going into an international break anyway. You might as well just give him that sort of two, three weeks. The, Nielsen uh, looks phenomenal as well, like so calm and composed on the ball and just reads the game really well. Yeah, so. I don't really get the start to the season why Nielsen's not been given more of a chance. I know he's young and Nielsen, Robbie Nielsen, doesn't like young players, but Lewis Nielsen looks the real deal at that age. You just never know. You just never know when, when players are that age. You can only find out once they've done it. And sometimes the player themselves don't know. And so hi, I'm glad he's stepping up when he's on the park. I think in defence as well, he, I don't think any of us would have put him into that squad when we had our starting centre-backs. 
than he has come in since they went out. Like I know we've we've kind of rotated it at bits and put Sibic in, but he has played quite a lot since since Rose and, and Halkett went out. Aye. And we've we've well we've got at least got a wee bit of depth at centre back now because that was the worry after the transfer window. I mean, I still think we could do with another body in, but that's not happening. And then Nielsen done as usual. It's seventy minutes and brought Haring on for for Grant and sat back a wee bit, <laughs> which he did against Motherwell as well. Oh my god, it was horrible. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> twenty minutes of non-stop Motherwell pressure making them look like Aye. prime Barcelona. Every I know. single week, man. <laughs> but um, aye, it was Cammy Devlin who won us that second goal on the break. Aye, it was well, yeah, it was. It was Nielsen and Devlin bringing the ball out from the back, and then Devlin's pass was great. So, and like like I've said, I've not seen as much as Devlin as you have this season, but he's looked amazing any time I have seen him, and looks like the real deal. I know he sort of struggled a wee bit last year after his injury, but. He looks like he's back to his best at the moment. It's a shame he, he cannot score or <laughs> shoot or finish. Or, and we'll get onto it in the Motherwell game, but I'm sure. But yeah, no, it was great play in the middle, uh, breaking forward, which again, uh, it's probably not something you see for Devlin a lot because he's more of a a breaker upper rather than a setter upper. So, um, and I can't even believe it didn't pass to Humphreys. I was screaming at the telly, <laughs> just like, how oh, he's, he's fucked it. No, but no, Forrest, right. good finish. I think the keeper just gave up. Yeah. Oh, the fucking like... keeper. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just the keeper, it's the haircut he chose to have as oh, well. Disgusting. Disgusting oh. all round. Aye. How did he... You see, for that goal, he didn't even fucking bother. <laughs> he no. did, he <laughs> was still standing <laughs> with his hands to his side. He was absolutely peak you at fives. As soon as you walk back out of goals, just like, oh, oh well. Simon, <laughs> Simon runs back out of the field. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> well, there's a deep dive reference. <laughs> but, you know, good. I'm glad I'm glad we got that second. It made it look a bit better, especially with Shanklin seeming to miss an open goal at the end of the first uh, half. And all. Yeah, it probably score. could have been more. Um, we we battered them, and it, it was good. It was just a good game. I actually loved it watching it, which is not something I say very often. Ah, it was nice not seeing Hearts being shit. <laughs> it was on BT Sport One. All eyes were on the Jambos, and and we were pretty convincing. Yeah. Aye. Um, sticking on Cammy Devlin from a wee for a wee bit more. Um, Kevin Kyle is seemingly taking a disliking towards him, and. I don't know what he's watching or if he's mistaken Devlin for another player, <laughs> but it's mental. He doesn't think he's got anything and as a player that just stands about and looks busy. Uh, Aye. The, the stats sort of back up there. He does a hell of a lot more. And I, if that's the hill he wants to die on, then crack on, Kevin. Uh, exactly. Um, just before we move on to the Mother, Motherwell game, um, Keo finally got his work permit. <laughs> Aye, I seen someone on Hart's Facebook saying he's useless though. So um, <laughs> that's my mind's made up about that. So. <laughs> Aye. But at times he was. We'll get on to it in the next game. I don't worry. Sorry. Just glad he got his work permit. It seems to take forever Aye. these days. Bloody Brexit. Aye, um, exactly. <laughs> 
Michael Smith played his 175th game for the club as well. Javi's asking if he's a club legend or not. I'm not sure we're there yet. No. No. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, a good servant for the club. I'd maybe not, I'm not even sure he would fall into the cult hero. Nah, he likes Edinburgh. Ah, yeah, you love him, but yeah. And I am now on to Motherwell, who we absolutely leathered for 70 <laughs> minutes. I mean, like, 3-0, just, that was not a 3-0 game. Like, they were, how they did not score was, they were like hearts finishing. Um, Some of our goals were absolutely phenomenal. Uh, they were. And just a side note, uh, Javi was going on about trying to get Van Beenen for the last week of the transfer window. He was murder yesterday. <laughs> he he, gets, he does get about, though. He's a big, he's just a hassle. Aye. Uh, he does that sort of boise type role, but you know, he just drags players out and he Aye. causes a nuisance. He sets up for other players um, mm-hmm. a big unit up front. Like, not like Nand, really. More, more, you know, big guy, but not, but actually good. Aye. Well, that was, that was some, some great description there, Hammy. Did you just have a seizure? <laughs> Uh, what? <laughs> aye, aye. Big you know, aye. The ramblings of aye. a madman. <laughs> oh, bit hungover. First um, goal was uh, a good ball in. Uh, I can't even mind who put the ball in, but it was the Motherwell defender. <laughs> he did it back into, into the danger of the box where Shankland was standing there and took a great first-time shot, but sadly it was straight at the keeper, but done really well with the follow-up. Fell perfectly to him again, and and he um, he finished it well, actually. Aye. It's good that he got a goal from open play. Aye, a lot Aye. of people didn't see it, did they? Because the stream cut out. <laughs> not, not ours. <laughs> <laughs> not our Motherwell away stream. <laughs> Fantastic. The commentator going mental. Uh, and then... Then obviously Forrest got the next two two absolute world days. Oh, that is it the second goal where he starts it as well. He flicks it down the Aye. side, then he gets on the end of it in the box. Yeah. That's some fantastic football. Hearts have a reputation, and I speak to people in my work and they still talk about Hearts being a big physical team. But we have some excellent footballers, like great technical footballers. And actually, I think Robbie prefers players like GMS like good technical footballers rather than like in Barney Mackay, rather than the sort of typical winger like Ginelli. And that's why I think he tries Ginelli up front or he, he plays him out of position because I don't think he actually likes having the sort of pacey players. He likes having the more technical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm open to both, to be honest. I hope yeah. Robbie becomes open to both. I think they're both needed. But uh, Alan Forrest, he came on as a sub yesterday, actually, didn't he? I watched the game, I can't mind, but... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, two glorious goals, and obviously Gio got his first game. And Hearts Twitter doesn't like him at the moment. I didn't think he played that badly. Did you just call him Gio? Is that not his name? Gio. 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 <laughs> Your Rangers daft you. <laughs> Gio. Oh. Um, I I think there's always going to be there's always going to be a settling in period. There was moments where he looked really good. There was moments where he was trying a bit too hard. 
Aye, I think you can only say so much, but aye, he looks, he's a big athletic guy. He looks like he's fast as well. Doesn't yeah. look like he's really stationary. He was playing a lot further forward than I thought he would be. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He, he was definitely a lot further forward than what was made out when we signed him. Like He sounded like he was a holding midfielder, but he definitely was playing. Yeah, especially when you have the number 10, Andy Halliday, on the park. <laughs> you think he'd take up that space. Also not sure how the work permit piece works and whether or not he's been able to train while waiting on that. And if he's not, then fair yeah. play. I'm guessing yeah. you could say he could train, but he wouldn't be able to be technically paid for it. Yeah. And but I I don't know I don't know I have a clue. Aye, but yeah, I'm, I would give him time. I know Hart's Twitter uh, doesn't like to do that, but I thought he looked all right. I didn't think he was bad at all. Um, aye, so I think in terms of like rotation, it it was actually quite a few players came in. Um, compared to the Riga team, so against Riga we had. Michael Smith, Craig Halkett, Kingsley, Cochrane. Obviously, Halkett came out. Nielsen came in for him. And then we had George Grant, Devlin, Halliday. Was it Grant who came out for Keogh? Yeah, it was. Grant wasn't playing yesterday. Yeah. So I think in terms of like those those changes, that's good changes to make. Like there's there's strong players coming in there. It's good to have um that Keogh in now. At least he can start playing games. Yeah. Who else came in against Motherwell? That was it, really, wasn't it? Snodgrass, Snodgrass off the bench. And then oh, Snoddy off the bench. Gosh. He can get to training. <laughs> he can get to training. <laughs> but I, uh, hard to make a judgment on Snodgrass. He got like 10 minutes at the end. No, was it 20 minutes at the end or something like that? 25 uh, minutes? But yeah, he needs to get on the sprints, to be honest. But he'll be fine. He's yeah. he's a great professional. There's a reason he's still playing at this level at 35 years old. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just he's not trained for ages. Yeah. But I, I'm well impressed with that turnaround. I think to win away in Europe and then to come back and win 3 0 away from home, especially at Fair Park, what was the, was the last time he won there was when Stevie Daysmith was playing. So, I pre COVID. <laughs> Dark, dark times. That, that that's... Aye. Did, you I seen him. When you go, Harry. Were you surprised that Gordon played? Um, I mean, I think with Craig Gordon, does he really need to be rested? Also, Xander Clark wasn't even in the squad, so yeah, it was cheesy on the bench. Aye. I wonder. I wonder what the promise is because you can't imagine Xander Clark's not got some games promised to him. Like he's not Aye. signed with us, not look without some kind of guarantee again game time. Yeah, um, definitely. Because, well, you'd like to say he would have got a start somewhere else, but he did sit available for quite a while, I guess. But he's a—I just think he's a good enough keeper, and I think we will play him in the league at points this season. Yeah, um, especially coming off those European games and. Uh, uh, I, maybe it'd be different if he was in the squad. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I was a bit, wee bit nervy when it was later in the game, but Craig did go down for a wee bit yesterday, which was quite scary. But was, was that him just at, being at it, do you think? Uh, probably just being at it. But yeah. you still worry because he is such a club legend and the greatest goalkeeper of all time. <laughs> Aye, and I know we sort of say this like tongue in cheek, but it's mad just having like a world class goalkeeper, like a world class player just like love hearts or whatever be at hearts. Do you think he trains? 
Well, you get you get players get to an age where literally they play two games a week and they don't train. I'm Aye. wondering if he does any training now. He probably does like some sort of like um, yoga maintenance. Aye. Aye. Maintenance training, basically. But I hearts are back, baby. <laughs> it does feel very different. Eh? What what a difference a week's made to the to the feel around the club. Yeah, I know. Nielsen in. We're coming up to like October is going to be seriously hard as well. So going into that with two wins is is really good. Um, Aye, is the next league game not Celtic? Rangers. Oh. Rangers, then we've got Fiorentina, then Kelly away, Aberdeen away, and Fiorentina away as well, and then Celtic, and then we finish off with Ross County away, and RFS as well. So like, October's going to be fucking hellish. Like, so. What a great time. <laughs> I know, I think it was you mentioned it, Cameron, you said that this international break's probably come at the worst possible time now that we're building up that momentum. Yeah, but a week ago you were dying on it, like you really wanted it to come around quicker, and now it comes around. And because you've had the two wins, it stunts the momentum. I think you can look at it either way. Um, you know, it will be good to kind of get some players healed up. You're, I don't know where Rose is in terms of coming back, but him and Halkett, if you could get them back, it would be a big win going into that month because as much as it's difficult, you know. Could be a really good month. There's huge opportunity there, but it's a bit daunting with without you know your your starters, especially at the back. Uh, Aye. Looking ahead to the next couple of weeks, it's Scotland back again to give us that good winning feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Ukraine home and away, and Ireland at home. What could go wrong? I think we'll get beaten every single game. I agree. So this is the Nations League as well, so. All good. All right, what is this qualifying for the Euros? Yeah. In Germany. Or, or one of the ways to get to the Euros. Oh, we have to qualify oh, for the Euros in Germany. Euros. The dream tournament. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that Ireland game could be quite tasty on a Saturday night. Well, I will be going. Hopefully. Um, I'm very excited, but I do think... It's and it's can be turned around. The defo can be turned around, but it has felt a bit stale with Steve Clark and Scotland the last sort of last breaks. I don't know if I've made the argument on here before, but outside of a penalty shootout win against Israel and then a really good, you know, a good performance in fairness all round, but we we did let Serbia back into a game that we should have closed out and then qualifying for the Euros. It's been pretty rough at points. Yeah. It's not think, pleasant to watch. No, no, and I think we've got quality there. Um, you know, you're talking about. I said it earlier. Like the amount of Premier League players we now have in the Scotland team is way, way more than it ever used to be. You're you're picking up guys for the Championship, like guys playing kind of further down the, the Scottish Premiership table at points not that long ago, like really recent memory. Um, to now go into a place where you've got real quality on the side, I think they're at a stage where they need to start delivering on that. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, it, we play with a handbrake on and we've got such good players, but there really is. I like Shea Adams. I think he is good. But when you look at like club international teams that are about the same level as us, 
they always seem to have like one star striker or one star attacker that we just lack. We just lack an out and out goal scorer that's going to, when we play crap and we we stick nine men behind the ball and play one up top, they can just do something. AKA well, Gareth Bell. It's like our yeah. best our best goal scoring threats are all midfield. You know, it's Aye. it's John McGinn. Yeah, which you're right doesn't feel. It's the weakest part of our whole team is is up front, and that's where until we fix that, you'll always struggle. Yeah, and Ukraine are just—they've got excellent players. They've yeah. got just really, really world-class players. Um, Republic Ireland, I think, were better than. But you see what happened in fucking Ireland. Yeah, that what was embarrassing. To be honest, like, what was it? Four now. Three did it not finish. Mm-hmm. But we were never in that game, and we never looked like we were going to be in that game either. They were all over us. Yeah, it was embarrassing. So I, there's a lot, a lot of questions for Steve Clark, but hopefully we can pull some results out because I want to go to Germany. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> Steins in our Scotland Euros win. <laughs> what more do you want? Exactly. Would you think? Um... Do you think Kingsley can be a bit of noise? Oh, we're not getting in. I know we spoke about uh, Mackay. We yeah. say this every single time there's a Scotland squad announced. I know. So I feel like he's he's been very good for you know at the start mm. it was like oh, he's, he's played well here he's maybe he's maybe getting in and then it's like well on. we Scotland play about five a lot of the time as well so he could ah, play the same role he could play the left centre yeah there seems to be a lot makes a lot more sense for him to be in the squad than. Um, Barry McKay, definitely. Scott McKenna. <laughs> Premier League Scott McKenna. Yeah, to, to be fair to Scott McKenna, he doesn't look as bad as he did when he was at Aberdeen. <laughs> Which isn't saying a lot. True. I think uh, I think I said this to you yesterday, Simon, but I think a player that could be annoyed at not getting in, and I get it's America, but I still think it's a decent level, is Lewis Morgan has scored 17 and assisted three in 33 games in the last year. We're crying out for a goal scorer and he is scoring goals. So maybe take a risk in these games because the old the the old tried and tested has not been working for him recently. But I don't know, maybe that's just me. He's got his boys. Aye. And now we'll go over to Cameron for buy or sell. Oh, here we go. Just a roundup this week on buy sell because it's an international break. Um but obviously be back for the Rangers one uh, when we cover that game in a week's time. But to go over the one we set for the RFS game, some of these are, are funny now considering three of you sold us actually by winning the game. Um, <laughs> negative, negative people. And I'd like to say that I'm not the only one on on the the pod this week that, that bought it, but... Um, Actually, the three people that sold it are the three of you. <laughs> oh, absolute scumbags. I feel like you should be dot more points, but you lose one there. Um, we all sold Keo to eventually get a game in the RFS game. Um, that was fairly easy, I think. Thanks, Home Office and Brexit. Um, <laughs> two more changes to the lineup. This was from the Turkish disaster the week before. Um, I matched them up. There was there was two changes. So um, obviously Halkett came back in, and George Grant came into the squad. Um, so we all bought that said Jarvie, and then <laughs> I was really low on this at the end. So 
We had 30% possession versus Istanbul. And then 39.5 was the line I set for this game. Anyone want to guess what Hearts had in the RFS game? 30, four, sorry, 40. 60-odd. Somewhere in between. It was 54. <laughs> so that line comfortably came in. Um, unlucky Jarvie and Paddy, who sold 39 and a half. <laughs> That's worth selling the fucking, fucking win. <laughs> So, I didn't have a lot of hope for that game, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasantly surprising week in terms of hearts. <laughs> so, the way that shook out was uh, Simon got three, Jarvis got two, Paddy got two, Hammy got three, I got four, Twitter got four, Instagram got four. You you got all four points? Yes, Paddy, because I bought, <laughs> I sold, I bought, and I bought. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, to bring us up to speed on the overall scores, Mr. Jarvie, in his absence, is in last place with 16, which is exactly 50% of the points available so far through eight weeks. Um, Up to 17 for Simon and Paddy. Up to 18 for myself. Up to 19 for Hammy and Instagram. And we are back to where we were all of last season with Twitter out in front on 20. Boo. Boo. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'll be back with another step for the Rangers game and until then maybe try and be a bit more positive about it <laughs> <laughs> I've got three Scotland games to get through I'm not sure that's possible <laughs> Thank you Cameron and unless anybody else has got anything else to add that is us at the end of the show I'd like to thank Cameron, Simon and Hammy for their contributions tonight and I would like to give a wee shout out to Nick Jarvey. I hope you feel better next week, brother. <laughs> Sincere. <laughs> um, thank you for listening and we will see you again soon. Bye-bye.